Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight we will journey to the Isle of Hope and explore the love story of Wisteria and Atlas as they embrace the island's tradition in a celestial-filled festival, the Festival of the Fallen Star. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to find comfort and peace in the place we are in now. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the mattress below you. There are no obligations here, no to-do lists. All you have to do is let your mind wander and allow your body to do what it is naturally meant to do. You can trust your body and your mind. You are safe here. Imagine yourself in a small boat. This boat can be wherever you would like it to be. A tropical sea with crystal clear water a pond in a wildflower-filled meadow, a rocky coast on a calm, clear day. Wherever that is, I want you to imagine what it actually feels like. Can you feel the sun on your skin, the taste of the ocean or the wildflowers on your tongue? The wind brushing against your clothes and the blanket wrapped around you? What about the gentle rock, 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 rock of the boat underneath you? It is not a fast rock, nor a concerning one. It is the simple, calm motion of the water underneath you as you move back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You can hear the sound of the water against the wood, the sound of the wind against the small waves. And in this rhythm of the universe, you find comfort. The world is rocking you to sleep, always in motion, always there to give you a moment of calm whenever it is wanted or needed. Whenever you feel the stresses of daily life creeping in, know that you can always return here, to your own boat on your own water breathing in the world you've created around you. Now that we have taken the time to relax and find comfort in the world that we are in, let us begin. The tail end of summer had crept across the island like a slow-moving egg-yolk sun. While the beginning of summer was a transformation from the gray and brown and white 
landscape, the muted curtain of winter, to the brightness and promise of the warm months to come, the tail end of summer was something entirely different. The tail end of summer was smooth and warm and slow, like honey. It was something you had to sink into more and more with every sunny day, every ocean-tinged breeze, every afternoon spent looking out over the island as summer thunderstorms crackled and boomed overhead. By the time you reached August, it was something that you found yourself savoring every second of, like the nectar of a honeysuckle pressed between your lips on one of those sun-kissed afternoons. Wisteria and Atlas knew this sunset of summer and they loved it dearly. Nothing was rushed this time of year. There were no to-do lists, no obligations, except to take it moment by moment and go wherever the sun and the sand compelled you to. Atlas often awakened before Wisteria, and for good reason. While he enjoyed doing his painting midday, while the sun was at its peak and the island community was in full swing, Wisteria preferred to do her writing as people settled down. She enjoyed the quiet of the community, catching whispers as couples passed by her window on occasion, mixed in with the sound of the ocean just below the rocky cliffs. Once things were calm, it was like her brain could finally turn the experiences of the day into words on the page. Atlas would often fall asleep to the sound of her typing on her typewriter. The tap, 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 tick, 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 tick was a soothing melody that lulled him to sleep with ease. He loved knowing that his partner was only feet away, and yet, her mind was elsewhere. She was trudging through the fog-shrouded moors of a distant fantasy land, or sitting over a cup of steaming tea in the midst of solving a mystery, or laying out on the grassy, vibrant cliffs of Scotland, watching the cerulean water of the ocean churn hundreds of feet below. She was weaving tales of love, of mystery, or adventure and of hope, all while she sat there, chewing on the end of a pencil, tap, 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 tapping her fingers on the desk as she searched for the next line, the next adventure. It brought him comfort falling asleep as she typed well into the night, 
and in the morning, it brought him comfort knowing that he could face the day before she had to. She could dream for a few more moments, traveling through even more fantasy worlds, getting the rest she so much deserved. He would stand and watch for a moment. The summer breeze would sweep into the room, billowing the cotton, cream-colored curtains and infusing them with the scent of the sea and of the scarlet flowers just beyond the window. The sun would sneak in in soft rays, painting their dark wood floors in a soft gold glow. He would gaze at her as she slept on occasion, a smile laced onto his face. She was at peace, her face relaxed, her body sinking into the stark white mattress, wrapped around the blankets in that unusual way that only summer nights can mold us into. He would cross to the kitchen and make her a fresh iced coffee. The scent of the locally sourced coffee beans would fill the kitchen, urging him to wake up and face the day even more. He'd mix it with a silver spoon, listening peacefully as the ice clink, 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 clinked in the glass. When he set it on her nightstand gently, she would wake up every single morning without any particular fanfare. And without fail, she would stretch dramatically and rub her tired emerald eyes before cooing. Good morning, handsome. She would rise from bed, and the two would journey out onto the deck, where they had unblocked, unrivaled views of the community below them. Often, Atlas would find himself looking at the home that was his only a few short weeks ago. It became clear from their very first date, their very first day together, that he and Wisteria were intertwined and would be for the rest of their lives. After countless nights sneaking up to her house and traipsing down over the hill the following morning, he decided to just stay. And life had been beautiful ever since. They would normally watch the bumblebees buzz by, floating from fragrant flower to fragrant flower. They'd look out at the ocean, at the sailboats kissing the horizon, and the mellow waves making their way to shore. But today was a bit different. It was the last week of August, and that meant that it was the time where the island savored every last bit of summer that it could. It was when the Festival of the Fallen Star began. Down on the docks, on the boardwalk, they could see community members happily setting up for the festival. It wasn't just a fair. It wasn't something you could find in any other city in the world. 
it was strictly theirs, and it came from a legend that had been passed down on the island for generations. While many islands were said to rise up from the sea, the Isle of Hope was something entirely different. Tall tales spoke of a night near the end of summer, when two sailors had lost their way. They were out at sea, desperate to find their way to an island or the mainland to enjoy the last few precious days that summer had brought. As yet another day ended without land in sight, the sailors turned their gaze up to the star-peppered sky. Then, the most remarkable thing happened. Overhead, a brilliant star began to streak across the sky. It seemed to glow a bright cyan as it danced from one end of the horizon to the other. The two sailors clasped their hands and wished upon that star. They wished for land. In the distance, a flash filled the dark night sky as the star collided with the ocean. Before their very eyes, an island began to grow and grow and grow and grow, rising into the sky in a shroud of light and warmth. It was an island born from a star, an island that would save their lives and give them the sweet gift of summer days, an island of hope. Every year in the last week of August, the Isle of Hope would put on a festival to honor summer, the island and the celestial power swirling just over their heads. It was a festival everyone looked forward to all year. And it was to be Atlas's very first festival. Wisteria was almost beside herself with glee. She wanted to make it even more special than it was already going to be. So she had a nice surprise for Atlas. She snuck into the bedroom and knelt under the bed. She pulled out an ancient mahogany chest, one that was peppered with stars and moons, one that had been hand-carved by one of her ancestors and passed down for generations. She opened the box and pulled out two outfits. The first one was the one she had had since she became an adult. A dark blue silk dress dotted with stars and moons that seemed to sparkle as the fabric shifted. The sleeves were long and hung low like those of a kimono, and it tied around her waist with a white silk belt that was inscribed with the names of her family members, dating back to the very first time they set foot on the island. Underneath that dress was something very special, a robe of a similar pattern. Only this one had a belt with two names inscribed on it, Atlas and Wisteria. 
Wisteria had made the whole thing with her own two hands, something that took her weeks working into the night. Well after she was finished typing, and Atlas had fallen asleep. It was a skill her grandmother had passed down to her many moons ago. She remembered working with the silk as a young girl, giggling along the way as her grandmother laid the soft fabric in her hands and showed her how to embroider it. It was a moment that had since become a memory, one that she held onto dearly more and more as the years passed. And now, it was a gift she was going to be able to share with the love of her life. She stepped out onto the porch and handed the robe to her partner. He brightened at the sight, his eyes alive in a way that Wisteria had only seen a few times in the past. He ran his gentle hands over the fabric, his fingers gingerly pressing on the embroidery with the utmost care and respect. He was speechless, amazed that he was being invited into the community this way. And that was before he saw the belt. When he held up that piece of white fabric and saw the names on it, his entire world shifted in the most positive way. There, he saw the start of his family. He saw the start of a legacy, of lessons that they would be passing down to people, of a role they would take in the community, a role they would take on together. He embraced Wisteria before he slid on the robe. His whole person seemed to glow in the robe, and Wisteria could hardly contain the tears that were threatening to spill over at any moment. She had never thought she would have this with someone, never thought a man would care to embrace her community, their culture, their lives. And yet, here he was. The festival didn't start until nightfall, which gave them plenty of time to embrace summer in the traditional ways that those on the island had grown accustomed to. He slid out of his robe, saving it for later, and the two of them put on white linen clothes, perfect for feeling the summer breeze and staying cool as the sun rose high overhead. Wisteria led Atlas to the far side of the island, to an area which he had never explored before. As they crested over an emerald hill, his eyes widened with awe and delight. Before them was a blueberry field stretching far to the shoreline. 
It was flaked with rocks and swaths of red and green and blue. This time of year, the blueberry fields were heavy with ripe, beautiful blueberries. Because it was the first day of the festival of the fallen star, the blueberry fields were full of friendly faces. Everyone, young and old, had small wicker baskets, which they were filling to the brim with ripe berries. Wisteria grabbed a wicker basket from the side of the dirt path and led Atlas by hand into the depths of the fields. They knelt on the warm earth and plucked blueberries from the vibrant branches, turning it into a game as they tried to find the largest, the sweetest, the most stunning blueberry of the bunch. Atlas asked why everyone gathered here on the first day of the festival of the fallen star. Wisteria smiled at him. Her mind journeyed back, back, back to one of the earliest tales she had learned as a child, one that she would surely pass down to children of her own someday. When the sailors arrived on the island, their very first steps led them into these lush blueberry fields. Hungry from their journey, they sat down and ate as many blueberries as they could manage until their clothes and fingertips were tinged as blue as the waters they had just emerged from. Now, it was tradition for everyone to gather and enjoy the island's bounty, just as those sailors had all those years ago. Although, modern conveniences made enjoying the blueberries an even sweeter experience. With a basket full of blueberries, the couple journeyed back through town and found various neighbors selling ingredients from booths which were lined with silver and blue stars. Wisteria purchased a container of sugar made right there on the island, a jar of honey, a container of milk from the farm down the way, and some freshly made dough. Everyone was cheerful, chatting about what they were going to make with their beautiful blueberries. When Wisteria and Atlas returned to the house, Wisteria got up on her tippy toes on the tallest chair they had and reached into a cabinet high above the stove one that Atlas had never seen her open before. From that cabinet, she pulled out a pie tin, a cerulean tin that was dotted in more stars and moons, surely hand-painted years and years and years ago. She and Atlas 
quickly got to work, mixing up the blueberry pie filling, something that filled them both with joy and filled the kitchen with a truly beautiful aroma. When Wisteria laid the top of the pie down, she slid it across to Atlas, urging him to use his painting skills to etch some stars and moons atop the pie. Atlas got to work with a tiny knife, carving a starry scene unlike any other. With a smile of appreciation, Wisteria popped the pie into the oven. The two stepped back onto the porch as it cooked, enjoying freshly made drinks with blueberries and ice clinking in them. They looked down over the island as people scurried from the blueberry fields to their homes and the aroma of their creative cooking began to fill the flower-flecked streets. They could smell danishes, pies, cobblers, bread, cheesecakes, even a few savory dishes, with the blueberries as a sweet, acidic addition to the palate. Atlas smiled to himself as he looked out over the island. It was something he hadn't quite considered when he arrived here as a lone artist. He had never really been alone, though he was the only painter and Wisteria the only writer. The island was flourishing with creative people, all of whom had things only they could bring to life things that they did that made the world a better place. But as he watched the community make their way across the island, wearing clothes sewed by their ancestors, preparing dishes with unique family recipes, he had a newfound appreciation for everyone around him, for the stories they had to tell for the influence they had on this island and what made it so special. Before long, the pie was finished. Wisteria and Atlas wandered into the house and popped it out of the oven. And the sweet, sweet aroma was unlike anything they had ever smelled. Atlas practically melted into the ground as he took the first sniff of the pie. Wisteria cut it carefully, watching that fragrant steam billow up into the air. And once they had cut up a few slices, they did not tuck in, but journeyed into the streets. Wisteria handed out slices of pie on blue plates, exchanging a slice with every person they passed. In turn, they were handed dishes of all kinds, danishes, cheesecakes, 
savory meals, all handmade by their neighbors and friends. Atlas was amazed. By the end, they didn't have a single slice of their own pie. Instead, they had a feast provided by the island. They went back into the house and tucked into the many dishes, each more delightful than the last. As they ate, Atlas could hear live music wiggle its way in through the window. They sat out on the porch and watched and listened as the island came alive with music. Yet another tradition, one that happened to be one of Wisteria's favorites. When the sailors arrived on the island and ate their blueberries, they climbed to the mountaintop and played a song on the harmonicas and fifes they had fared the journey with them. It was a song of thanks and appreciation to the island, a song that celebrated their rescue and the kindness of the universe, the sky, and the sea. And even centuries later, the people of the island were still playing that song of thanks and appreciation to the island and the universe. Wisteria and Atlas sat on the porch with their eyes closed, listening to the smooth melody as it came from all around them. They swore they could hear it bouncing off the ocean waves, the rock-coated coves, the distant pine forests, the willow trees in the bogs. It was as if the song was touching every bit of the island and bouncing it back to the town, reminding the people of all the wonders that were around them, begging to be seen, to be appreciated. This lasted for a good two hours. The ebb and flow of the songs mirrored that of the ocean. At times, it was powerful and all-consuming, and other times, it was a slow drone in the distance, lulling people towards a beautiful sleep. By the end of the music and the blueberry eating, the sun was sinking toward the horizon. The day had truly been a perfect day of summer. The breeze was beautiful, the ocean was sparkling, and the people were happy. As the sunset swept across the island, painting the sky and sea a watercolor of pinks, reds, oranges, and yellows, the true festival was about to begin. Atlas watched in wonder as more and more people wandered their way down the mountain to the boardwalk below. Clothed in their unique celestial outfits, 
that their ancestors had made. Atlas slipped his on with pride, and Wisteria did the same. He found himself gazing at Wisteria in a whole new light. She seemed to glow in that outfit in a way that she never had before, as if all the people that had come before her were cheering her on, embracing her. They meandered down to the boardwalk, and the sight before them was almost too beautiful and too wondrous to take in fully. The boardwalk was crisscrossed with glowing stars overhead. They were models, every shade of blue you could ever imagine, with white stars in between that pulsed and flickered. They drooped just overhead the length of the boardwalk, giving it a magical feel that transported everyone to a different place a different time. The boardwalk was lined with all kinds of booths, fortune tellers, storytellers, people in costumes handing out toys and prizes. Nearly every other booth was a food booth, and every food found within them was one that could only be found on the island, all sourced locally. There were blueberry cookies in the shapes of stars, rhubarb pie with a lattice that was carved with moons, fresh stews and glistening broths. Music was woven through the booths, simple melodies that were both ethereal and celebratory in a way that Atlas wouldn't have thought possible before. It was simply magical. Atlas and Wisteria walked the boardwalk for quite some time, taking in the sights, stopping at the booths to hear stories, eat delicacies, and play star-themed games. Atlas was certain he hadn't stopped smiling the entire time he was there. And one of the sweetest parts was how people reacted to his gown. People hugged him, welcoming him to the community, thanking him for celebrating with them. It was a joyous moment, a celebration, as it was meant to be. A few hours passed in the glow of the beautiful festival of the fallen star, and then the darkness of night slipped over the island. The stars overhead seemed brighter than ever, and the moon was full, illuminating the boardwalk in a glow that only nature can achieve. And that's when the display began. Everyone young and old gathered at the edge of the boardwalk, dangling their legs over the edge. Soon, fireworks filled the night sky. 
They weren't flashy fireworks for the sake of fireworks. It was an art show, a display. There were dark blue and white fireworks, orange fireworks symbolizing the start of morning. Fireworks that swept across the sky like waves. It was so breathtaking that no one said a word the entire time. And as the fireworks filled the sky, a simple song filled the air. One that sang of the island's history, a song of loss and hope and a flourishing community. When the fireworks had finished, Wisteria took Atlas by the hand. People slowly began to pack up their booths, but only for the night. Tomorrow, a whole new type of celebration would be unveiled on the boardwalk. There were six more nights all with their own story, their own way of celebrating how the island came to be. Atlas and Wisteria found themselves back at home, their robes fragrant with the smell of blueberries and fair food and the ocean. As usual, Atlas slid into bed. He could feel the sea air on him and the warmth of his own sun-kissed skin. It lulled him closer and closer to sleep. But there was one thing that did so even more. Just as he was about to fall asleep, he could hear the tick, 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 tap, 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 tap of Wisteria's typewriter in the next room. He felt a small smile cross his face. He wondered what she was typing about. Was it a story of sailors in a boat, wishing on falling stars? A story of a community growing together, loving one another, supporting one another? Or was it the tale of a boy from another world coming to a new one and being embraced by its people? His eyes felt heavier and heavier, slowly, ever so slowly, he felt himself drifting closer to sleep. Soon, the tick, 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 tap, 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 tap of the typewriter faded into the distance, and he entered his own world of dreams and fantasies. In the next room, Wisteria typed well into the night. Her fingers seemed to move on their own 
as the story flowed into the ink, and by the time she was done, she felt a level of satisfaction that was hard to find elsewhere. But then, it was time for her favorite moment of the night. She would slip into her pajamas and walk into the bedroom. There, glowing in the moonlight, Atlas would always be fast asleep. She'd watch with admiration as his hands twitched and curled softly, holding the blankets and his pillow a bit tighter. She wondered what he was dreaming of. Was it sailors at sea? Was it a traveler, an artist, finding himself on a new island? Was it a story of love, of hope, of a bright future? She would sink down in the bed beside him and brush away his hair from his eyes, careful not to wake him from his peaceful dream. And as she fell asleep herself, she would watch his chest rise and fall, rise and fall, rise and fall, rise and fall eternally grateful to share her life with this man, to share her world with him. I hope you've enjoyed this story, and it has brought you a night of peaceful, relaxing sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.